0: Okay, here are a few questions. Are any of these you? You have the all or nothing mentality. It's either you do it really well or not at all. You avoid delegating or asking for help because you think they won't do it as well as you do. You spend 30 minutes writing and rewriting a three-sentence email. I have a few more. What about this? You don't want your husband doing the dishes because he doesn't do it like you do. You write four notes, have every detail spelled out on how to feed the dog while you're away, and you also send those friendly reminder texts to make sure they fed them and changed their water and gave them their favorite treats at bedtime. (laughs) Okay, you might relate to some of those, or all of them, really. Or you might be wondering if you're a perfectionist or you just have some perfectionistic tendencies. If you do, oh my gosh, I feel you. I can relate. So we're gonna talk about some strategies today to help manage perfectionism, and they're gonna be juicy, so let's dive in. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together, we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee, your favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. Perfectionism by definition is this. A personality trait characterized by a person striving for flawlessness. flawless, flawless. <laughs> That was so appropriate. I'm just keeping it in there. But a person striving for flawlessness and setting excessively high performance standards, accompanied by overly critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations. That was the definition I found online. But truly, if you are a perfectionist or have perfectionistic tendencies, you really do know. First, I want to point out there's a real big difference here. Some people might confuse qualities of a perfectionist with those who are high achievers. Only you're going to know what you tend to be more of. For people who are struggling with perfectionism, they set excessively high goals and standards for themselves, or they're afraid of failing or what others think of their failures. On the other hand, high achievers are determined and have a strong need and desire to get a result or accomplish something, but they're not necessarily concerned with what others think of their failures. You might be one or the other, or maybe even a mix of both. Let's talk about a few examples that might help you determine it a little bit easier. When setting goals or accomplishing goals, high achievers can enjoy the process and they can be proud of their accomplishments along the way that get them to the goal with the results being good enough. They don't mind a little bit of messy action. But perfectionists really focus on all the imperfections that went, what went wrong or what didn't happen and pursuing that goal. And sometimes they can't even enjoy the process of getting there. Sometimes making a mistake, you could do like 99% really well and all you focus on is the mistake you made and you can focus on it for hours. It's ridiculous perfectionists are much more afraid of feeling than high achievers who view feeling as more necessary and a part of learning. Sometimes it can get so bad that perfectionists think too much or even worry that something might be not good enough. So then they become frozen and then they don't even attempt it or do anything at all. And this flows right into that whole procrastination thing. You heard the episode on that. And if not, it's number 10 if you want more strategies on how not to procrastinate. And then it can even get so bad for perfectionists that they can feel down or depressed from not meeting a goal. Whereas high achievers anticipate bumps in the road or if they don't meet a goal, they can get back up, pivot and try again pretty easily. As I was doing some research for this episode, there's definitely a range of how much you can struggle with perfectionism. There are different signs that you are a perfectionist and different levels of perfectionism. One tool is a self-assessment screening test, and it asks you 15 questions to help you determine if this is a potential problem for you. I'll put the link for the assessment below in the show notes. I think it's really interesting and it will give you good insight. And then I also will put the link for the entire article that I'm referring to below as well. For me, I definitely struggle with perfectionism in some ways. I've shared this before with you in other episodes, but other ways, I don't feel like I struggle with it as much. Or maybe it's because I'm aware of it and I'm really consciously working on it. So that's why I'm sharing (laughs) this episode with you. So you could become more aware of some of these things and try some of the strategies that have helped me or that are still helping me because it's always a work in progress, right? I'll give you one example that has literally plagued me for years. And you've heard me talk about it before and that is playing the piano. And I'm gonna just tell a little bit of a different spin on the story. This one just really gets me, though, and I'm not totally sure why. It's interesting to think about because it might be part personality and in my genes or part of how I was trained. See if you can relate to this. So for me, I took lessons and I was trained to learn pieces for recitals and competitions, and all of it was totally fun for me. I really enjoyed competing, not necessarily against anyone in particular, but against myself for a perfect score. (laughs) there's that perfect word coming into play. So then the problem was that when people would spring on me, oh, Holly, play us a song on the piano, I would freeze and I would get so anxious and I would start this thinking like, oh my gosh, I didn't practice enough. I'll mess up the song. I won't be able to play it well and all the things. And I never knew or learned, I should say, just to play the popular songs for fun. You know, how fun is that when you, you know, ask someone to play and they sit down and they play the songs you know or the songs you can sing along with and it's spontaneous and fun? Yeah, that's not me. <laughs> I am so intense. I need to practice for hours and hours before I feel good about sitting down to play for people. It's not good. I know. Trust me. I don't like this about myself. I bring this up again to point out this. Could it be personality or in my genes and the training I did or just one or the other? Who knows? But I think this is a good thing to think about. If you have a situation where you feel you really struggle with perfectionism in one area specifically, think about what patterns you learned or what kind of specific training you had in that area. Did it give you a focus on doing something in a very specific way? And maybe that contributed to this feeling of perfectionism. Thinking about these patterns or trainings you've had and how you are in many areas of your life really does bring up the question that we all want to know sometimes is how did we get this way in the first place? There are studies that I found, one in particular I read about from Michigan State saying it does run in your genes, and then I read other articles saying that it could be a combination of in your genes and how you were raised. But for the sake of this episode, I'm not going to go deep into how we got to be this way because I believe the more important and relevant part, at least for me, is how to deal with perfectionism, regardless if we were born with it or if it came from how we were raised or trained or all of the above. Because if you have it or you know someone who has it, you probably don't care as much how you've gotten that way, but rather you just want to know how to manage it better instead of it managing you. Before we get into the strategies that will help you manage perfectionism, there are a few positive traits that perfectionists have, and I need to highlight them. You can't ignore the positive parts or the silver lining, so to speak. And let's be clear, if we can really bring out the positive parts of perfectionism, really highlight these in our life and minimize the negative aspects of it by working on them or managing them, we are winning. Isn't that true? So here are three big positives. Number one, perfectionists have an amazing attention to detail. They pour over their work and the details of that work to make sure they've covered every single one of their bases. And when teaching others, they are so thorough and usually they over-prepare. Two, perfectionists don't need a lot of supervision. They are known for tediously finishing every single thing they need to to reach their goals and maintain those high standards they have for themselves. And the third one, perfectionists have the ability and desire to really work long hours, especially when it relates to a goal they're wanting to achieve. In sensible doses, this increased level of perseverance can push them to greater levels of success. So I definitely needed to highlight those because you really need to feel good about all of the positives something brings as well. Okay, so let's now talk about the five effective strategies to help manage perfectionism. There are a lot of strategies for helping to manage this tendency for perfectionism, but today we're going to talk about five strategies, and I have found that these are so helpful. Number one, track yourself and your time. Time, oh my gosh, time is a big factor for perfectionists. We can be very driven and thus, we spend a lot of time on things. So the first important thing is when we're working on something, we consistently need to ask ourselves: am I making progress and moving forward? And I mean, not asking just once, depending on the project or how long you dedicate to work on something, you need to have set times to check in with yourself to keep yourself on track. Schedule these check-ins, use an alarm or a timer or whatever you have on your phone. Then at intervals of time, Ask yourself, am I using my time the best way possible? Sometimes we can spend an extra few hours on a project because we're trying to make it perfect when in reality, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a positive impact at all after a certain point and then we're wasting hours of precious time. Or these check-ins can catch you in those moments if you're procrastinating and not getting anything done, like scrolling social media instead of working on the presentation you need to prepare for the next day or whatever the example. If you had the check-in, you'd catch yourself and save yourself all of the wasted time if you didn't have those check-ins in the first place. Tracking yourself and your time needs to work hand-in-hand with giving yourself hard deadlines or hard stops. Trust me, this is necessary. If you don't set deadlines, you could go on for hours and hours and not even think you're done. For example, tell yourself, I'm gonna research for two hours and then I'm gonna start writing then you really do need to stop at the two hours. Otherwise, we as perfectionists will think we haven't done enough or we haven't researched enough and it doesn't move the needle, right? We just get stuck there. It really is going to keep you from spending too much time on something or give you that needed check-in to make sure you're on track and not spending time on silly details that don't mean anything. Here's a quick example. I love Canva. It's that great tool for creating graphics. You probably know it. But when I'm doing a social media post or an ebook on Canva, I could get so wrapped up in the silliest of detail, like where to put this or what color to make this. And it means nothing. Just get it done, right? Just just get it done. So setting the timer for that kind of stuff is so helpful. Okay, we're going to move to number two. Remind yourself that you're not behind. This is a big one. A lot of times there is a feeling that we should be further along or we just aren't doing enough. Because we have this need to get things just so, we can constantly feel like we're not done. We have so much to do and we're behind because we can never be satisfied. So we're not only going to remind ourselves that we're not behind, then this is going to lead to number three. And we have to adjust our thinking a bit. Number three is to adjust your idea of what success is. Oftentimes, our ideas or what we think is necessary for success is over the top. So we need to redefine our ideas of that final product or final outcome and what's going to be good enough instead of unnecessarily too perfect. High achievers get things done. They reach their goals and they don't obsess over the tiny details to try to make things perfect. This is going to be the goal, to get things done well, but not obsess over the things that really don't matter. A really good question to ask periodically is when you think you're almost done or you've spent a lot of time on something, ask yourself this, would the majority of people understand this or is this good enough? Because a lot of times it really is, but we just don't think it is. So let's take a couple examples. After you wrote that paper and you did several drafts and you edited it for grammar and all of that, you find yourself working on it again. So this is when you need to stop and ask, what am I working on? And why am I still working on this? Is it really going to make a big difference in quality or not? And if not, it's good enough and you need to move on. Let's take a different one. Say you're having a party and you want everything just so, and you're so tired and you really want to go to bed, but you have to roll all the silverware in the napkins and you have 120 of them to do. (laughs) Ask yourself, will anyone really care? Maybe you could just put out the napkins and silverware and it's just going to be fine. Or if you need help in your business, but you really don't want to ask someone to help because you're not sure they're going to do it exactly like you do, but you're so exhausted and you're just not sure you're going to finish. Ask yourself, if it's not exactly like you do it, won't it be good enough It's a constant process of checking yourself, fighting that perfectionistic tendency. Trust me, it's not easy sometimes, but working on it feels really good. I have to take a pause and say this because as someone who is trying to adjust my perfectionistic ways, I know, I know that this podcast and all the episodes that I do, I speak in ways that I am sure the grammar police would die. I say they, and then I say you or we or all of it. I know, I know. It's not. The way you would write, <laughs> but I guess it's just the way how I talk with my friends and it's just me. So forgive the not so grammatically correct format. <laughs> and as someone who is perfectionistic, I'm going to let that go. And hopefully you're okay with it too. But thanks for hanging with me. Moving to number four, make sure to take time to rest. Believe it or not, this is really hard for perfectionists to do. There is this feeling that we're never doing enough and it's really hard to relax or rest or just even enjoy a few moments. There is this feeling that we should be working on this or I have to do this a little longer or I should clean the house up or clean this or do this. So many things. So we just need to stop and really rest. Don't have the guilt and just rest so you can continue on with your perfectionistic ways. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, number five, break the madness. Sometimes we just get stuck in this never ending cycle, thinking that we are really working on something or we are really problem solving or learning because that's what we need to do. But it might be that we're just sitting there overthinking and running in circles in our mind and not getting anywhere. (laughs) In this case, we need to break the madness, as I call it. You need to stop, get up, Change your location or change your state by moving your body. Go get something to drink or take a five minute walk. Anything to break the cycle. Seeking out a quick distraction to break the cycle is so effective. It resets your mind. So then when you go sit back down again to work, it really helps. You're in a different state. Your mind is clear and you can start again. Remember, there is always room for improvement and to get better. And also, you know what really helps is if you can laugh at yourself. Sometimes it just creates the space you need to take a step back and adjust. Laughing is so good (laughs) for so many reasons. As I was preparing for this episode, I came across this article on BuzzFeed, and it's called 24 Things That Give All Perfectionists Nightmares. (laughs) It really gave me a good laugh to read some from. If you're a perfectionist, you will laugh as well. The first one was hilarious. It was this, getting an A minus. What the heck is the minus for, right? Doesn't that just bug you? (laughs) I will put the uh, link for this article below. It's just good for a laugh. Okay, let's recap. We talked about the difference between high achievers and perfectionists. High achievers can enjoy the process and be proud of their accomplishments to get to their goal, with the results being good enough. But perfectionists really focus on the imperfections, what they did wrong or what didn't happen in pursuing that goal, and unfortunately can't enjoy the process sometimes of getting there. We spoke of the benefits of being perfectionist. Don't forget those because there's always a silver lining in this whole thing. And we talked about five strategies to help manage perfectionism. And here they are. Number one, track yourself and your time. Number two, remind yourself that you're not behind. Number three, adjust your idea of what success is. Number four, make sure to take time to rest. And number five, break the madness. Interrupt that never-ending cycle of overthinking and getting nowhere. Dealing with perfectionism is challenging because it's impossible to ever get to perfect or always feeling like you have to reach your personal best. It's exhausting. And really, why do we strive for that anyway? If you can relate to things I spoke of today or you can see perfectionistic traits in yourself, Know that you're not alone and that you can really begin to work on a healthier approach to reach your goals in a much more positive, less stressful way. I definitely haven't even scratched the surface of this topic. It's a big one. You could really go deep into the different ways to measure perfectionism or the many different therapies for it. So much to talk about. Maybe there's another episode on this to dive a little deeper in the future. In the meantime, I'm going to add the resource in the show notes that I mentioned earlier that gives a lot more of these tools and therapies from positivepsychology.com. So look for that link if you want to dive in deeper. Let me end with above all else, don't let perfectionism dictate who you are and cause you to feel bad or less than. With all of your gifts and characteristics and even the more challenging ones, you are beautiful. Embrace who you are because who likes perfect anyway? Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.